Are you disturbed by the ups and downs of the economy? The nature of speculation is that you make more losing decisions than you make winning decisions. Are you dissatisfied with the usual mainstream analysis? Well, Albert, maybe you know. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> then join us for a critical discussion about the economy and the events that will shape your financial future. I don't know uh, where the market's going. Nobody knows. You're listening to The Economy. And those of you who are from Canada. With Albert K. Liu. You have a lot of explaining to do. And welcome to The Economy on iHeartRadio for Monday, June 19th. This is Albert Liu. Glad you could join me today. Welcome if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher as well. Great to have you with me. Uh, today is uh, kind of a difficult day uh, to be upbeat and, and to do the regular show um, after the horrific events in Orlando that I, I woke up to yesterday. Just just uh, incredible. Uh, don't even have words, actually. Uh, but I'm going to try to do a good show for you today, and hopefully uh, that'll make you feel just a tiny bit better. Uh, if, you, like me, uh, this uh, this has got you uh, feeling very sad. Uh, so I have uh, a lot to talk about today. And I want to start uh, with, uh, well, some news. I just, um, watching um, CNBC here, I noticed that uh, Microsoft is intending to buy LinkedIn. The offer is uh, $26.2 billion. That's the number that I'm seeing. LinkedIn shares jumped almost 50%. And uh, this is interesting, actually. Maybe a good move. I don't know. You know, these acquisitions are always tricky, right? Microsoft just got done uh, pretty much writing off the entire uh, Nokia acquisition. But uh, so you have to wonder about that. This is the, the new CEO obviously taking Microsoft in a different direction. This is kind of interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what the analysts say about this uh, because, um, of course, LinkedIn has been beaten down recently. So it's uh, by some standards cheap, I guess. And uh, this would be an interesting move for Microsoft uh, into that area. So anyway, I'll probably have more to say about that later. Last time I, I spoke with you, uh, it was Thursday morning, really early. So just uh, overnight, the action, uh, <laughs> Bloomberg summarized as buy everything, right? People were buying everything. Well, later that day, it became uh, sell everything. It became completely risk off. So Friday was risk off, sell everything, uh, except treasuries and gold. And uh, it's continued. So Monday morning, uh, if I look at the numbers coming in, just brutal. Uh, Asia, Europe, all just uh, hammered the Nikkei down 582. That's 3.5%. Uh, same in Shanghai. And then in Europe as well, the DAX down 147 points almost. That's 1.5%. FTSE down 54. That's 0.9%. The CAC down 68 0.78, that's 1.6%. And what's going on here, at least what people are saying, is that this is about Brexit concern. This is about, they're, they're saying Fed and Brexit concern. Um, I don't know about Fed. Uh, U.S. futures, by the way, 820 in Houston, 920 um, on Wall Street. Uh, U.S. futures are down, but not nearly as much. 74 on the Dow, that's less than half percent. So the, the U.S. markets are not responding the way European markets has. I think this is way more to do with the Brexit than the Fed. The Fed is uh, beginning a two-day meeting starting tomorrow. And on Wednesday, they're going to announce that they're not doing anything. We know that. Okay? There's no uncertainty concerning the Fed. 
and it's funny, right? Even the, uh, I guess mainstream analysts and money managers are are basically admitting this. Um, so I won't get to that in a second, but just uh, uh, looking at the economic calendar. So yeah, we have um, retail sales numbers tomorrow, but then Wednesday is the big Fed rate decision to do nothing. Um, PPI also on Wednesday. Thursday there's a whole bunch of stuff uh, that just doesn't matter, I guess, because uh, the the Fed meeting will have already been. Uh, announced or the the decision will already have been announced but there's the consumer price index and initial jobless claims on Thursday uh, Friday's housing starts so they'll be talking but really um, I think a lot of the air will be taken out of that um, all the uh, anticipation on Wednesday Uh, I saw someone on CNBC actually saying that uh, there's uh, the next move is going to be a cut and this is interesting because if you, if you take this, so this is a gentleman from East Spring Investments, you take this along with the comments from Soros, along with the comments or the, um, the moves by Icon, uh, what, what you see is that the people that have been criticizing this recovery for being a fake recovery, Peter Schiff and others, not just Peter, I mean, there's a whole school of us, right, that have been saying that this is a false recovery. I think this is, uh, we're right here. I think this is uh, validating the claims because you have all these other people, uh, Drunken Miller, uh, saying like, look out, who else? Um, a lot of people actually have been have been saying this and I'm losing track of how many. Uh, there was a gentleman on Bloomberg, this was last month actually, they interviewed and said that, you know what, the, the reason gold has been beat up uh, is because everyone had been pricing in rate hikes. And now that the rate hikes are off the table pretty much, we're down to like one, I think, is consensus in December, uh, that gold is coming back and the mining stocks are coming back. And, you know, Peter Schiff has been saying that on CNBC for how long? It's probably been on a half dozen times trying to explain that the market is pri- has priced in rate hikes or had priced in rate hikes up until December anyway because they believe the narrative that the, that the uh, economy was recovering. Now the, the rug's been pulled out from under them you're going to see that those assumptions are going to be reversed. And that's what you see. You see hedge funds piling into gold, the opposite of what they were doing before. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, let's see, you got some news here. Uh, interesting, Bitcoin's rallying a bit. Uh, I saw that come across on Bloomberg. Bitcoin, uh, highest in how long? It's, it's, let me just pull this up here. Um, Bitcoin hits a two-year high, thanks to a big change in the code in China. Interesting. Uh, Treasuries also, uh, yields getting just uh, crushed here. Um, Best run since February as rate outlook shifts. And so you see um, Treasury yields just getting crushed. Uh, What else? Brexit. You know, this this Brexit thing is really really, um, creating some waves. It's just incredible. Um, (laughs) In the UK, I bet you didn't know you were this important. But I think it's not just the idea of Britain leaving and and the fallout, which would be, I guess, pretty bad for some people, right? You, you see like banks are taking it on the chin here. Um, I guess, you know, yields in Britain would, would definitely go up uh, on the sovereigns and then the spread too. I think that that is a true concern. But also just the idea that, that this is possible and in, in the long run, this would be better for the UK, I think this has got people looking at the euro again, once again, fleeing uh, the euro and then uh, into other currencies. And I saw 
actually, this is another interesting story that um, the cost of a 30-year mortgage in Denmark is below U.S. Treasury rates now. <laughs> this is crazy. And this is because I guess you have investors fleeing pound, fleeing euro probably, and um, into looking for alternative safe places to put their money. Uh, and that's why you see the yen uh, surging again. But uh, another place is uh, these bonds, right? These um, bonds denominated, um, let's see. Yeah, uh, so it's a $450 billion uh, mortgage bond-backed bond mortgage market in Denmark. And uh, what's happening is that the bonds uh, that fund the mortgage market are, are trading above par. And, uh, and so that is driving yields down and that is driving borrowing costs uh, for home buyers in Denmark down. So this is unprecedented. Very interesting. Now, I think my take on this is that after a while, so we're, we're getting close, right? So we're two days to the Fed meeting, and then I forget what it is, maybe 10 days uh, to Brexit. Unfortunately, I think I think um, Britain is not going to exit, even though the polls are saying that it's too close to call. I think this is just too important. It's just too important to them. And uh, they're going to do everything they can uh, to make this the exit fail. And then uh, all of this stuff is going to get reversed, right? All of it's going to get reversed. But the, the problems, the deeper problems, have really less to do with Brexit and, and uh, more to do with just the fundamental basis of an economy that's being fueled by almost 0% interest. And also all of the changes that are going on in banking, uh, as well as all of the spending uh, that governments are engaging in. I think that's the real problem, and that's not going anywhere, uh, even after June. And finally, uh, the last story coming out of Bloomberg, corporate bond risk surges in Europe as Brexit concerns increase. And uh, still, uh, I guess, related to what we just talked about, this is uh, Bloomberg's tracking the credit default swaps market, iTrax Europe Senior Financial Index. And uh, so they're seeing a, a six basis point increase in that so you know it's funny so last week people are piling into corporates right front running the ecb and now with brexit this is just a few days later uh we're seeing the highest costs uh or surge in costs to insure these bonds against default so back and forth back and forth but like i said i think after after june um this is going to be behind us and yet there's still going to be problems We'll see. So uh, I want to move on to the portion of the show where I talk about just whatever. <laughs> and uh, no, I hear your comments uh, about uh, some people like the stuff, some people don't, although a lot of people are enjoying it. So as a compromise, what I'm doing is I'm front loading the show with the economic stuff, um, more serious stuff, and then comments and other, other thoughts at the end. But come on, get, be honest. You, you really enjoy this stuff, don't you? Even even ladies out there. I mean, a show about the economy, just purely about the economy, would be, would be so boring. You would never listen to that. Um, because if you want that, you can just listen to Bloomberg Radio. They actually do a pretty good job, uh, although you'd have to overlay your alternative bias uh, filter. Uh, but, but, you know, they do a pretty good job. But the thing is, it's boring. Economics is boring. It really is. 
Uh, so this this other stuff, it's fun for me, and I think I think uh, many of you enjoy it. So um, I'm uh, getting ready to to engage in what I call annual family repositioning. So every year around this time, June, July, family heads uh, to to uh, the East Coast for the summer, and we've been doing that for probably a decade or more, and uh, just to get away from the heat. So the family is gone. They left uh, yesterday, and I'll be joining them at the end of this week. So today I'm just getting ready, or this week I'm just getting ready for that move. I'm out of the office, which is why there's no webcam today. Uh, but it's funny. So I, every time we do this move, I, it, I just am reminded of how much I like the place I'm in. I guess I just I like change, but at the same time I resist change. So so now we're leaving Houston, and I was thinking this week about how much I enjoy Houston, even though Boston is great. I love the East Coast. I used to live there for, for many years. And, uh, but but I, I like it down here. And uh, what I like about it, there are a couple things. But one is just uh, the food scene. I like going out. There are a lot of good places to go where we live. And I was thinking, oh, what should I do? Like my last week here, where should I go? And I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll go to this place and that place. There's this um, nice uh, Argentina cafe. I have two of them actually walking distance from where we live. So I thought, no, maybe I'll go there, you know, have have dinner, maybe enjoy a cigar. And then I was thinking, why am I, this sounds like um, like like I'm a man about to be executed, right? Why am I talking about last meals and, and a smoke? <laughs> I just, it's weird thought. So I stopped doing that. But I do enjoy um, Houston a lot for that. The other thing I enjoy is that there's real diversity here, especially downtown. It wasn't so much when we lived in the suburbs, but downtown there's real diversity. And, you know, diversity comes in many flavors. So just to say something is diverse, it doesn't really tell you the whole story, right? Diverse in, in what way? And I guess I guess the diversity here is, I don't know, it seems just more more natural like and permanent, I guess. Because, it, you know, there, for instance, where I live in, in Vancouver, where I where, um where I stay, well, um, it's, it's really diverse. But <laughs> the way I describe it to someone who's never been there is it's kind of a um, uh, which part of China are you from diversity. <laughs> right? It kind of goes in this like flavor of the year. So now it's China before it was you know, um, people from somewhere else. Um, what line of importing are you, <laughs> are you involved in? Uh, for a while it was um, when are you going back to Japan? Or, or when are you going back to Australia uh, because of the, the people coming on working holidays? And by the way, I love all those people. <laughs> the Japanese are great. Aussies are great, right? Who doesn't love Aussies? But it's just, it seems to be temporary. Um, and then in other places, it's, it's diverse, but it's, it's totally not diverse in other ways. Like, for example, the Bay Area is very diverse, but then um, when it comes to ethnicities, but then it's, um, you know, who do you work for, Google or Facebook, <laughs> right? So it's it's very tech-centric, or um, or Boston again, very diverse. But it's it's a question of um, which um, which elite college did you come here to attend? <laughs> so completely diverse in one way, but not diverse in the other. But Houston is very diverse in the sense that there's you know people, um, just all kinds of people live and work, and and the diversity it spans not just ethnicity and profession and age um, we get all kinds of people living in this little area we live in so i really enjoy that i'm going to miss that 
But at the same time, like I said, I'm looking forward to being in Boston. So I'll be there starting uh, late in the week. So Friday, Saturday, I'll be Friday. I think I'll be there. So that's going to be fun. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, before I move to the comments, something I saw on TV. So actually, was it TV? I think it was the radio. Someone was interviewing Philip Rivers, who is a quarterback for the San Diego Chargers. And uh, I thought it was interesting. He's involved in this Father's Day campaign uh, with, with Gillette. And, uh, you know, Father's Day is approaching. I love Father's Day. And he was talking about how, you know, um, this is what you need to get your dad for Father's Day. And they have this whole campaign about, I think it's called Ask Dad, encouraging people to talk to their fathers. Uh, but he said, you know, don't give your dad another tie. Don't give him another this or that. And I personally love those things. I love, I love Father's Day. I love the, the handmade cards, the ties, the, the mugs. Mugs are really, really popular uh, with me. Hint, hint, in case anyone is listening. Love because now you can get mugs where you custom design them with photos. So the kids put photos of themselves on there. Love those. Hint. Uh, but, he's, but he was saying, uh, you know, get, get him a, a gift from Gillette. Because Gillette has this new uh, um, shaving club thing where you basically um, sign up and then they send you razors. Hmm, that sounds familiar, right? <laughs> and so, there, you know, this is the great thing about uh, innovation and, and, and copying, right? So, so, you know, obviously Dollar Shave has something like this. And, uh, and now Gillette's doing it too. And this is, this is just great. This is, um, and there's no need um, to sue anyone, right? And so what's interesting is I didn't mention it before, uh, but Gillette is a company that is suing Dollar Shave, over IP and now Gillette is introducing this program that quite obviously was inspired by, by Dollar Shave Club right um, so so they're fine with this copying in, in one sense but but are perfectly happy to sue someone else uh, over IP infringement so it's a bad look okay uh, I want to get to the comments now and unfortunately YouTube is giving me some trouble and I cannot get into the comments. I can only see the first little bit of the last few, although that's enough, I guess, for me right now. If I try to go into it, it says something bad has happened, code 500 error or something, and uh, the monkeys are working on it. Literally says something about monkeys. Uh, but I've got, I've got a couple of comments I can talk about. Nice to know uh, that James Roberts is doing okay. He says, I'm here, Albert, enjoying your great vids as always. Thanks for the concern. I'm getting into Brexit mode, ready to go vote to leave, and then watch the world fall apart. So thank, thank you for that, for responding. We were getting really worried here at BMR, and uh, it's good to know that you are doing okay. Please keep us informed. You are our man on the streets out there in Brexit land. Uh, Chris gets in, Chris in California, uh, responding to my question, why now? Yeah, why are... Uh, Soros and, and all these guys talking now. He says because it's time to get rich. Wealth transfer is underway. Um, I think there's a bit of truth to that. I mean, for them, it's always time to get rich, right? So, you know, when uh, the Fed was injecting all this money and markets were going up, even though to us it was obvious that this was going to end in a crash, well, they were making money on the way up. Uh, so, you know, why bite the hand that feeds you, right? Just go with it. Um, which is a mindset that I'm kind of learning to appreciate now, right? It's one thing to point out the problems, but um, 
and and you don't want to obviously get caught in a giant collapse but if there's money to be made on the way up i mean who can argue that that you shouldn't do it uh he he adds uh, on the topic of miners can you get marin katusa on the show i don't know can i i'd love to have him on the show um so i will do my best to make that happen i think you're right it would be a great conversation uh steve mckay jumps in largest bill ever printed was in hungary didn't know that i think he's referring to maybe a comment that doug casey made uh on an earlier show where he was talking about um zimbabwe i can't remember did he say that they printed the largest bill uh banknote ever he may have um but uh anyway steve links to a wikia currencies.wikia.com article that has uh so many zeros in it that i can't even don't even know what to call it so um, interesting thank you for that don't know if it's true can't uh validate or invalidate uh that but if you're interested go to the comments and uh, there's a, he's linked it up for you and uh finally druin uh <laughs> he this has to do with something about george soros trading I think I mentioned it last week that George Soros is back managing his own money at the family office. He says, uh-oh, if Soros is trading personally, that means he's awake and out of his coffin. I'll get the garlic and and then it just kind of cuts off. Uh, what? Oh, garlic? What? Are we cooking? Is that what we're talking about? Are we? Uh, if we're cooking, I hope it's Italian. I love Italian food. <laughs> so um, what is that? A vampire blast? I think it is. I think it's a vampire blast. Anyway, thank you for all your comments. And uh, you can uh, always um, comment on YouTube. Like I said, I, I do read them all. And uh, if you're on iTunes, uh, please feel free to hit me up with a review or a comment on iTunes. And uh, finally, uh, comment on Facebook. Uh, don't get many of those, so I do appreciate this one from Jeff. And uh, referring to my uh, comment about Barnes & Nobles and how they should... Um, uh, start uh, how how they're pursuing businesses that are, have failed or are in the process of failing. And he enjoyed the comments on vinyl records. Uh, Jeff, when I first read your comment, I was kind of doing something else. So I read it really quickly. And I thought that uh, you wanted to come on my show to talk about uh, to talk about music and Austrian economics, like uh, like you had some type of unique take on that. And so, and I I get. I'm getting more of these requests, actually. It, it turns out this is not what you meant. You actually wanted me to go on your show, uh, which I'd be happy to do. So please let me know what I need to do. But um, I'm getting more requests from people who want to be on the show. And before, I would just, uh, I, I wouldn't entertain the idea. Uh, I was very particular about the guests I tried to bring in because I was trying to, um, I guess, form a niche, right? Address a niche and, and stick with a theme. Uh, but, you know, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. What do you? How do you feel about hearing from other listeners? Not turning the show into a completely call-in type show, but once in a while doing that, getting comments. I'd like to know what you think about that because uh, I mean, you guys have good takes and interesting ideas. Uh, you know, I think it could be a neat, neat change. So if you're interested in that, just mention something about that in the comments, and then maybe we'll do a format. Also, live broadcast. Are you interested in that? Um, that's a lot harder to do, but. Uh, I don't know, it might be worthwhile. So thanks uh, for listening and uh, look out for me uh, later this week, probably tomorrow with another post. I'll try to do four of these a week in addition to the, uh, the weekly uh, PMR news update. Uh, so thanks for listening. This is uh, Albert Liu and The Economy for Monday, June 13th. 
Until next time, have a great day and take care. The Economy was brought to you by WB Wealth Management, an independent fee-based financial advisory firm, and the Woodlands Bullion Company, your exclusive source for precious metals. Visit us online at wbadvisors.com. The Economy is produced by WB Wealth Management in cooperation with Mixignal Innovations, LLC. This program is intended for informational purposes only and is not an offer to buy or sell securities or alternative investments.